Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Since March of 2020, antidepressant prescriptions have grown 64% faster in people aged 12 to 25. What has driven this drastic rise in usage, and are more prescription antidepressants a good thing for teens and young adults? It's always added in addition to therapy, not in replacement of therapy, because just taking medicines and not dealing with your problems doesn't solve the problem. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. With each passing year, the conversation surrounding mental health and mental health awareness becomes increasingly widespread. And a new study by the University of Michigan emphasized that since March of 2020, the prescription use of antidepressants has been growing 64% faster among people aged 12 to 25 and 130% faster in young women aged 12 to 17. What has caused this increased growth rate among teens and young adults? A lot of kids are just generally concerned about the state of affairs. So they look at the news and they see a lot of negative things happening from international problems and local problems. We see a lot of stuff with just not feeling uh, good about themselves, judging themselves in comparison to, to others. You know, the girls in, in particular, not pretty enough, not thin enough, not whatever enough. The boys, you know, not feeling like they're at par with their classmates for whatever reasons. Um, and now, you know, with uh, the social media, it's not just during the day at school, it's after school and on the weekends, and there's no break from it. They're, they're seeing this stuff all the time. That was Dr. Eric Herman, a clinical psychologist for Children's Hospital of Michigan. And he explains the stressors on young men and women in today's age of information. And Dr. Andrew Champagne, a clinical psychologist and the director of medical education for McLaren Macomb, believes that those general stresses of life became exaggerated by the COVID-19 pandemic. To your question, a lot of what is driving it is ongoing stress, residual stress from the pandemic. So there were things, you know, related to uh, health-related stressors around health. Um, you know, recently there's, there's been a lot of struggle with, you know, the, the economy. I know the economy is going well on paper, uh, but for, for day-to-day, many are still struggling, you know, with, with making their ends meet, you know, financially. Um, I think there is is still kind of social divisiveness uh, that's currently you know active and that continues to be active as we get closer to an, an election cycle. Um, so I think all of these things were were accelerated and and you know really moderated by uh, by the pandemic. 
What about that isolation element? Many states, Michigan included, went into lockdown during the pandemic. Did that isolation help to accelerate the rise in prescription antidepressants? Yeah, unequivocally. You know, social connection is is uh, an important element. And, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of us kind of retreated to the, the safety and, and confines of, of digital spaces. And that's still connection. But really, a lot of those you know, face-to-face social connections had, had suffered at, at those times. And that's oftentimes where people derive a lot of uh, emotional support from and and kind of grounding from. So, you know, I I think we, we are seeing some residual effects from that, without a doubt. We keep using the term accelerate, not led to the growth of antidepressant usage in young adults, but accelerated that growth. What does that added nuance mean? Back to Dr. Herman. Well, we have seen an increase of uh, mental health trouble over the last 10 years. And then I think COVID just sort of pushed it over the edge. It didn't cause problems, but it made any existing problems worse. So it doesn't surprise me that they've seen a rise in the prescription of antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication. Seeing the rise in prescriptions has me wondering, though, is this a good thing? On one hand, more teens and young adults are getting the help that they may need. But on the other, is giving these young people more medications the solution to that problem? Well, as it turns out, a prescription is rarely, if ever, the first step used in helping people. Well, it's good that there are such a thing as medicines to help with problems, but I think it needs to be done correctly. And um, that means I try my best to hold off on on referring somebody for medication. We try to handle things without it first. And if it's proving to be not enough, then we go to referring someone to a psychiatrist who's an expert dealing with these medications. And then it's added, but it's always added in addition to therapy, not in replacement of therapy, because just taking medicines and not dealing with your problems doesn't solve the problem. And I, I would caution against just going to your primary care doctor and asking for medication. And I think that was probably the issue way back in the day when people thought stimulant medicines for ADHD were being abused because mom or somebody or dad would come and bring the kid to the pediatrician and say the boy or usually the boy was having all these uh, behaviors and then leave with the prescription and not do it the right way where it's mental health and you're dealing with, with people that know what they're doing and, and ruling out a bunch of things to make sure that, that medicine's actually what they were supposed to be on in addition to therapy. How do you try to help people handle their anxiety, their depression before getting to the medication step? Well, it starts with an evaluation, you know, like parents would bring a child in, I get to know the family and the patient and hear, uh, like define what's going on, understand the symptoms, begin to try to work on whatever's causing stress, giving skills also on dealing with pressures and anxieties, um, defining the difference between maybe uh, depression and generalized anxiety, OCD. There's lots of things that can be wrong. We need to really know what the problems are before we can uh, fix them and then and or think of adding some medication to help us in that process.
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. While the study from the University of Michigan focused mainly on young people of differing ages and biological sexes, Dr. Champine asserts that there is still more nuance to this conversation. You know, I think another quality to this that is important is thinking about other parts of the continuum, discrimination and disparities that play a big role within this. You know, I think we see a lot of variation still with marginalized communities and marginalized patient populations and really kind of uh, thinking about uh, the support needed for, for those groups as well. So I think that's an uh, important key component in, in kind of uh, unpacking all this. And then thinking about the impacts of stress, you know, what, what researchers find is also really important. So helping the public understand that stress can manifest in the body. It's not only, you know, mental, um, physical of effects of stress can be damaging, even if you feel fine on the outside. Effects of stress don't uh, necessarily end when the stressful period ends. They can persist well beyond that. So what are some of the basic signs that someone might need help that doctors and people alike should be on the lookout for? For these mental health conditions, uh, they manifest a little bit differently in adolescents and in younger populations. And, you know, you have to look pretty kind of astutely to see some of the signs. But you know, some of the common mental health warning signs and younger populations are looking for things like loss of interest in activities that they enjoy, you know, changes in energy levels, difficulty with physical health, well-being, difficulty in sleeping and eating, uh, spending more time alone, being withdrawn, avoiding social act activities, maybe attempts to harm the self, maladaptive attempts at coping, use of alcohol, tobacco, sub other substances, participating in, in risky or destructive behaviors. Those are all, all signs that you know something is, is a bit more serious and may need to start that uh, dialogue with a mental health professional. It's been well documented at this point, the negative effects that COVID-19 has had on pretty much everything, and that includes mental health. So if you are someone who's struggling, don't be afraid to ask for help. Thanks to Professor Eric Herman and Andrew Champagne for lending their expertise to this episode. And as always, this podcast wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out wwjnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.